Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, we talk about the whale we got in here, Drew Brees. Drew, thanks so much for joining us. Drew, uh, before we get started talking about NFL Saints, uh, tomorrow big day as uh, Small Sliders Restaurant opening up uh, in Metairie on the corner of Vets and Clearview. I tell Bobby, can't mess up that order, okay? They got cheeseburgers, they got crispy fries, uh, the shakes or a drink. So you can't mess it up uh, on that particular thing. But tell us all about uh, that grand opening for Small Sliders, which has grown through so quickly. We got one next to my home uh, in Thibodeau area, and Baton Rouge has opened up a number of them. But, uh, man, that is a franchise that has really taken off. Yeah, uh, I, or I can't tell you how excited I am about it. Actually, it was founded by Brandon Landry, who founded Walk-Ons. So my partner with Walk-Ons is, is awesome. Uh, I get to be his partner now with Smalls. Um, and started in Baton Rouge, opened up the first unit there two years ago, and now we've got eight units uh, throughout the state of Louisiana. We've sold another 150 units throughout the southwest here, but this will be the first one that uh, we're opening right here in the heart of New Orleans, um, and this is actually our franchise location uh, at 4580 uh, uh, Clearview and, and Veterans right there. Uh, A lot of Target. In the Target parking lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, this is the best This is the best slider you will ever have in your life. Cheeseburger slider, cheeseburger bacon slider. Regular slider, you name it. We got fries, we got shakes, we got the king cake shake in honor of uh, Mardi Gras here for uh, for a limited time only. So anyway, come on by, man. It's uh, it's incredible. We love the brand. We love the fact that we can bring another business to New Orleans, and this will be the first of a few that we open up here uh, in the New Orleans market. But grand openings tomorrow at 10:30 a.m. Well, uh, Drew, uh, speaking of Mardi Gras, are you still in Washington D.C. Considering you're the king, uh, or are you in NOLA, or where yet? I, I know you go from uh, north, south, east, west. You you all over. So how was the experience? Uh, uh, yeah, how was the experience in Washington D.C. being the king? And I know if you opening up anything in New Orleans, they have to have a traffic cop because there will be a traffic jam. So so where are you actually at? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm driving on veterans right now. I'm oh. actually over. I, I was over. I'm over looking at our surge entertainment that we're going to be opening up here on uh, on West Veterans. Uh, that's coming up uh, this summer. So we we're doing a bunch of work over here. Uh, we're actually opening up a a pickleball concept as well, which would be a lot of fun for the city. So all all that'll be news later on. We can talk about that later as we get closer. But I'm checking on a lot of things while I'm in town, and and actually going to stop by Smalls and. Uh, we've got a VIP party actually tonight um, with uh, with a bunch of the corporate team and and some others. So, yeah, man, I'm in town. But yeah, uh, Washington Mardi Gras was crazy. You ever been, Bobby? No, I've never been. I had a number of friends there. I, I'm, I'm not that important, Drew. Uh, I mean, <laughs> man, what are you talking about? For sure. It's, well, well, uh, well I had Fred Palmer with Shell. Uh, he's always uh, promoted the Mardi Gras in Washington D.C. But uh, 
I guarantee uh, uh, Ms. Gail Benson couldn't be a king uh, because, you know, uh, she's a queen, but she knew who the right king was to get, and that was you. And I, I know they've always embraced you. Uh, listen, uh, you wasn't born and raised, uh, raised in Louisiana, but that ain't too far in Texas. Uh, so, so you as homegrown as it gets, considering what you brought to the city of New Orleans and the whole who that nation in the Gulf South, Gulf Coast, winning a Super Bowl championship. So with that being said, Drew, I mean, uh, to me, I think it's a win-win. What the hell you want to do in the future? Now, your kids, I know you're involved in their life. They're going to get older. You can get involved in politics. Are you going to run for New Orleans mayor? Are you going to go to Congress? Or maybe be the damn Saints offensive coordinator. I mean, <laughs> I, whatever. I think it'd be a win-win all the way around. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not closing the door on anything. It's it, it, it's all an option. <laughs> I'm just I'm just having fun with the kids right now. Yeah, I love watching them play sports. Uh, obviously, we got a lot going on here in the city of New Orleans, both business-wise and with the foundation. Um, we got our big pickleball event that we be putting on in the summer. I'll be here next year at a bunch of games, always supporting the team, both the Pelicans and the Saints. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing that for now on the uh, on the on the political front. I don't know, you know, being in D.C. Uh, and 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 seeing all the Louisiana politicians come together and talk about um, you know a lot of the initiatives for the state going into 2024. Um, I can tell you this, man, it overwhelmingly positive in regards to I think just the feeling that everybody has about the opportunities that the state of Louisiana will have in this upcoming year um, you know I, I think I think we've got a lot of alignment you know just in regards to I think the, the way that a lot of the politicians see the opportunities we have to you know influence legislation and do various things will be great for our state so everyone seemed to be really excited about that it was actually great to get a chance to to meet and get to know, uh, you know, a lot of our political leaders uh, a bit better because they were all a part of the festivities up there. Um, so if you've never been to Washington Mardi Gras, it was a lot of fun because you have a chance to do that and obviously also kick off the Mardi Gras season. Now, Drew, I, I know you follow football and and obviously not only a fan, uh, you experience uh, you're a Super Bowl champion. Uh, you never know how the draft's going to work out and who's uh, has an opportunity. Uh, to be the next Saints quarterback or just a quarterback in the NFL. When I look at what Pat Mahomes has done, now I always said this. I mean, I don't, I don't know is uh, Drew Brees finished in a Saints uniform, but all of a sudden if Andy Reid doesn't uh, come up uh, one uh, draft slot ahead of the Saints, then maybe Pat Mahomes ends up with the Saints and Drew Brees uh, might maybe pass the torch to Mahomes and he ends up finishing his career somewhere else. But when I look what Pat Mahomes has done in a short span, oh, my God, Drew, uh, you, I know you're impressed uh, because I know you know what it takes to be a champion. Now, we should have won maybe 2011, the Nola no-call. We know that against the Rams. But, I mean, what Pat Mahomes has done, uh, th- th- that to me is, is monumental considering whether it's at home or on the road in the competition he's faced. Yeah, look, it's 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 remarkable. Um especially in, in this day and age with, with free agency and how quickly the complexion of a team can change, both good and bad. Um, and, 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 and you got a salary cap, you know? I mean, so it, it's, not, it's not like, you, it's not like right. baseball and you're the Yankees and you can just go out and buy every great player for as much as you want. 
Or the um, Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers. I mean, yeah, there, exactly. There's there's limitations, right? So, um, yeah, you, you, they've they've made it to at least the conference championship game in every year that he started. This will be what the, the their fourth fourth Super Bowl appearance uh, in that amount of time. Um, I mean, it, it, it is it is remarkable, and he's, you know, I I, I look at. I look at the consistency and the continuity on the team. Yes, it's been the same head coach. It's been the same offense. That that's important. Um, he's had a healthy Travis Kelsey for you know the vast majority of that time, and and there's no question that that guy is the most important guy on the offense um, after Mahomes. Um, defensively, I feel like they've been really solid for the most part. Although back in 2018. They were probably one of the worst defenses in football. Right, right. And they were still winning games. Um, so, yeah, you just the minute the minute that you think that they've kind of they're struggling or that uh, people have figured them out, like was probably the case this year at times. Right, there, there was a period of time right. where they did not look very good this year. And honestly, I didn't think Mahomes was playing very well, just as I watched the tape. Um, but man, when it's time to turn it on. They, they 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 find a way. They kind of find their rhythm, and and obviously he's he's the guy pulling the trigger and and finding a way. You know, everybody questioned how they would look going on the road to Buffalo, to Baltimore, and and they made it they made it look easy. You know, um, so it's been really impressive. Now, uh, Drew, uh, what is your take? Because fan, Saints fans want to know what's taking so long. Look, uh, double digit uh, interviews with different offensive coordinators. Do you think it comes into play because uh, two or three guys they've been interested in, they sign with other teams, that not knowing, uh, I'm not saying Dennis Allen's a lame duck, but he's definitely on the hot seat. What are you going to do next year as far as when you're going to move your family and you're going to a different team? Uh, you want some kind of stability. You think that that has come into play as far as who the Saints are going to hire maybe as the next offensive coordinator? And, and maybe who do you like uh, to lead the Saints offense with Derek Carr? Yeah, I mean, I think I think all these I think all these are factors when when coordinators are coming and doing these interviews. Certainly, the stability of the head coaching position. Certainly, the, the guy who's playing quarterback. Certainly, the, the 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 skill position players and just the you know the talent that you have on offense. Um, you know, look, I, I I would see the New Orleans Saints offensive coordinator as being a highly coveted job. Um, I think that we've got a lot of talented players. I think we've got a, a great offensive line. Um, I think we have a quarterback who's very capable. Um, and, and look, I know that there were there there was inconsistencies this year. You know, there were times where um, you know we probably felt like we had opportunities that, that we didn't take advantage of. Um, but I was really encouraged at the way we played. You know, towards the latter part of yep. the season, unfortunately, close out the season. Yep. Yeah, you know, when 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 we knew we had to win in order to make it into the playoffs, I felt like we played very well. I felt like Derek played very well. Um, unfortunately, it just it just wasn't enough. But I would see this as a highly coveted job for for the guys that that are left. And obviously, you want to be a fit for for your quarterback. I, I would imagine that he would be um, active in that in those conversations. Well, I asked Mickey Loomis that, and he said that he's not active. I go, if Drew Brees is here, I guarantee he'd be part of that. Uh, but Mickey Loomis told me, no, uh, Bobby, no, uh, that, that we're making that decision without Derek Carr. I, I'm saying BS. Uh, I said that, 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 that that's not maybe a true statement. But, Drew, when you commenting, come on, 
Our offensive line compared to what we had in the past. Come on, they ain't no damn Teron Armstead, Jari Evans, Carl Nixon, all that, Max Unger. I can go on and on. Uh, no. And then Ryan Ramchick's dealing with knee injury. No, Drew, offensive line is not like it used to be. Uh, I, I, I know you're trying to say the right thing, but I'm telling you, no, there ain't no way. Uh, right now, we're not dominant in the trenches. We can't stop the run, and we can't run the football. You might say, well, it's much more than that. But, no, it all starts that. You do play action and what you're doing. But right now, no, I'm, I'm kind of discouraged, and I think we're hovering around 500 because what we did, we gave up four and a half yards of run, and we only ran for three and a half. Well, I, I'd say that probably can get better. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say this. I, I think we've done a great job drafting offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Uh, it, over the last five, six years, you know, I, I can think of plenty of guys that have been mainstays well, on Ryan both sides of, of the line. Ryan, Ryan Ramchak, but then now he's dealing with a knee injury. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of, you know what, have high expectations. I compare uh, McCoy to Max Unger. Uh, okay. And then you look at Cesar Ruiz compared to the guards we've had. Now, the one thing I was pleasantly surprised with, Drew, is Andrews Pete. Andrews Pete, I don't know if he even likes football. I think he's so big he has to play football. And then we move him to tackle and he kicks ass. I mean, he goes from guard to tackle. He was unbelievable. So uh, that, that, that's very encouraging. But I just don't see the stability that I think we had when we were always the top five offense, if not top three, if not number one, when you knew, when you knew and Sean Payton knew, you knew that we, we, we were winning in the trenches. And, and how, we, we had the advantage over the defense. I just don't see that today. I think we'll be all right, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I know, I, I know this. I, I trust, I trust, I trust our management to go out and get the guys that we need to get, right? And so they'll do that in free agency, and they'll do that in the draft, and they'll continue to build the team around the O line and D line. I know this. We've all that's always been a priority for us. We've never, we've never just thought we can get away with having great skill players right? and, and not the right guys up front. So, so our guys will always find a way to have the right guys up front. I think a lot of them are in the building, and I'm sure we're going to go out and get some more. True. Uh, I know at the pickleball tournament, Bobby and I were talking to you, and I brought up uh, LSU and Jaden Daniels, and you would say, man, they got some dudes on that LSU Tiger football team. But you got to see Jaden Daniels in the bowl game and in this year. Man, your thoughts on Jaden and just how he sort of really turned the corner as a passer, and he scares the bejesus out of you if he takes off running downfield. Now, one thing you better learn in the NFL, you better slide. Uh, because they're going to try to take your head off. But your thoughts on Jaden Daniels and what you've got to see from him, not only in the bowl game, but his progress uh, this year at LSU. Well, it drew along those lines. Uh, he's a tough son of a gun. I've seen him get the crap knocked out of him. Listen, I was doing the radio in Atlanta in ATL with Michael Vick, and you look at Lamar Jackson. Jaden Daniels is on that level to me. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, watching him from – it's interesting. You could almost – I'm going to make like a Joe Burrow comparison from the perspective that Joe Burrow transfers in and starts two years, right? Jane Daniels transfers in starts two years. Right. Um, both those guys, when – after they played their first few games at LSU, um, the, the amount that they progressed from those first few games to the end of their career was monumental. Um, and, look, a credit – 
a credit to Jaden for just the way that he embraced the opportunity to get better, the opportunity to learn, the opportunity to be challenged. Um, and it wasn't always easy for him in that first year, just like it wasn't easy for Joe Burrow in that first year. But, man, there was just like these defining moments along the way. Like that, that game against Alabama last year at home, right, where – we're, 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 you know, there's seismic uh, readings because of the, 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 you know, the, the stadium shaking when, when they won that game. Like, like those are moments that just do so much for your confidence and and your belief. And to watch his progression from last year to this year, I think you made a good point, Bobby. Is it? Yes, he's a great athlete. Yes, he, he makes all kinds of plays with his legs. But he made such a huge leap in regards to just his ability to execute the passing game, to work his way through progressions, um, to master the short and intermediate passing game, and then obviously hit you with big plays down the field with his arm when he needed to as well. So that's the part that probably impressed me the most. And, that, and that's, that's the part that you need to be able to show to, to really make a difference at the next level um, in the NFL. They, you have to be able to drop back on third and twelve in a critical situation, and you got nowhere to go other than to stand in the pocket and deliver the ball accurately down the field. Go through a progression, and and that's that's something that I he, you know all these guys coming up have to realize. Now, Drew, we have a number of texts. Uh, it's amazing, and I said, I don't know, slow your roll. I'm not saying that won't happen one day, but I like Drew Brees' offensive coordinator for the Saints. I mean, it got over and over. How many times I'm going to read that? It's like, okay, I understand. You have to look at where Drew Brees is at in his life right now. Uh, you know, that's not necessarily, um, you know, down the road because he's involved with his kids. He's a good father. He's a good dad. And uh, being involved with them. Uh, and then also uh, another question. Drew, please, please explain um, – uh, well, what is a, a slider? So, uh, and I know you can comment on both of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, slider. Think, but somebody uh, and, wants to know about a small slider. Uh, yeah, what uh, a slider uh, is. Uh, a small, uh, yeah, it's like uh, maybe I just want uh, Drew Brees to comment on it. <laughs> but like a slider uh, versus the offensive coordinator, because uh, uh, I view you, Drew, as like you know, like a general. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Westmoreland, uh, whatever. You look all through the history, and you know, four or five star general. I just think, okay, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm gonna tell you, uh, Drew Brees is an alpha dog. We need more alpha dogs in the world, and I just view you. Now, you might want to get your feet wet as a coordinator, but I just view you when your kids are grown and all that uh, that you could be an NFL head coach because your wealth of knowledge. And then, uh, well, there's politics. You could be um, a leader for this country. And then and, and what you involve in that. So the, the, the door is wide open. I'm not trying to steer you in any direction. But the fans, they definitely w- w- look at you as maybe a future influence. They're definitely in football because of the success you've had. Hey, see, Bobby, I, I do think you are trying to steer me in a certain direction. Well, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, I love the game, and, and I'll always love the game, and I'll always want to be a part of the game in, in some capacity, um, whether it's coaching my kids, whether it's helping out with the local high school, college, pro. Yeah, look, I'm not closing the door on any of that stuff. Right now I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Uh, I enjoy being a fan of it too. Um, man, do I, do I want to continue to have an influence on the game in a positive way? Do I still think I have a ton of value to, to add? 
just with my knowledge base about the game, yes, absolutely. And I'll continue to find my, find ways to insert myself where necessary. But we'll see. True. Uh, last week, Zion had the Drew Brees shirt on. And ask a little yeah, bit about the yeah. relationship with you guys. Because, you know, you sort of – when people talked about Saints, it was – the thought Drew Brees. And now Zion's come in here and he's had the injuries and some inconsistent play. Zion ain't no damn Drew Brees. Okay, okay. He needs to be Drew Brees. He needs to be an alpha dog. We need Zion to be an alpha dog. But the relationship between you two, because you can see he looks up to you. He's wearing that shirt and, you know, he's talking about you at another level. Uh, But the relationship between you two guys. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. I, I remember when Zion was drafted. You know, it was my last year with the Saints, 2020. And, you know, all these guys, they come in, they're 19 years old, right? And, and so just, just think about that for a second. You know, the amount of expectations on a guy like that, number one pick in the draft, you know, coming to a, kind of a, a place like New Orleans that, um, you know, and with, with all this on him, you know, I think we all felt like, Man, yes, yes is exciting. Yes, this guy's got so much potential. But man, I think let's just let's let's bring him along. Let's surround him with a great group of veteran guys. Some other influences. I think the unique thing, honestly, about the fact that you know Mrs. Benson owns the, the Saints and the Pelicans is that man, there should be carryover. Like we're eating in the same cafeteria. You know, I, I have a chance to go sit next to Zion and have a meal with him, or just pop into the Pelicans facility and, and watch him shoot around. Bring my boys over there, meet him, ch- talk with him, talk life, talk family talk you know talk ball um I, I think that's actually one of the unique things about the way that they've got the saints pelicans facility set up over there is that you got you, you one side has the ability to influence the other um but you know these these ba- basketball players come in so young and and i just feel like there's this maturation process you know and a lot of it's kind of who you're surrounded with and a lot of it just comes from other players guys that have been in that situation guys that have had to grow into those roles and I would say Zion's one of those guys. You know, he came in as a 19-year-old kid, and he's growing into this role of becoming a leader and becoming a guy that can really set the example for others and being a pro and all those things, and it just takes time. Now, uh, Drew, uh, when I look at, you know, the quarterback and the head coach relationship, obviously they're going to get a lot of credit, but they're going to get a lot of the blame. And I've said this, uh, like I look at Belichick and Tom Brady with the Patriots. I give Belichick credit, but I give more credit uh, to Tom Brady. I look at Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I give more credit uh, to Drew Brees. Now I'm looking at Sean Payton in Denver right now. Okay, and what's going to come about? You look at the strength of the division. Okay, you look at Denver where they're at with Sean Payton and the expectations there. Then you got Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Then you got Jim Harbaugh with Justin uh, Herbert uh, going over uh, to the Chargers. Then the Raiders, how they play for their coach. This is going to be a big challenge for Sean Payton to overtake that AFC West. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. That's that's a tough. That's a tough ass division. <laughs> uh, you know, just say Mahomes and the Chiefs, and just stop right there. Right, you know, right. to, to win. To win that division, it goes through Kansas City, right? And the Chargers have a, a premier quarterback. And, yeah, they, they just got better, right? So, um, look, I, I don't think Sean Payton shies away from any challenges. Um, I think he loves it, you know. And uh, I, I know that he'll, he'll, he'll be on his quarterback search. 
this offseason, whether that happens through the draft or free agency or, or what have you. I'm sure he has something up his sleeve. Um, but I, I think he knew when he took the, that job in Denver, the challenge that was ahead of him, you know, um, not just in the division, but uh, if there was a situation where he had to go and, and build build that franchise again with a new quarterback, you know, someone other than Russell Wilson, um, I think he, he made that decision based on that that's a great organization. They've got ownership that is committed to winning, is committed to providing him with the resources that he needs to, to build a winning program and, and, and to do it again. And I think we all know Sean's personality. I think we know his competitive nature. I think we all know the fact that he's, he's kind of out to prove something right now. True. Uh, Jari Evans is coming up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame voting to get in. Your thoughts on playing with Jari and that stability he brought uh, at that guard position. And He wasn't a good player. He was an elite offensive guard in his business. He was as good as you can find. And your thoughts on playing with that guy, what he brought to the table, not only as uh, his skills on the field, but his leadership skills. Well, and, and Drew, like Mike's saying, uh, Jari Evans and Carl Nix, they made Brian Delapuente look, look relevant. <laughs> I mean, I remember. I mean, it was like Brian. Who's our center? Brian Delapuente. Uh, he was hanging because we had kick-ass guards in Carl Nix and Jari Evans. Yeah, look, Jari. All you got to do is just ask the guys that had to go up against him every day, or or ask the guys that had to play against him every year. Um, you know, he, multiple, multiple All-Pro, multiple. Pro Bowl, you know, all of those things. But but I, I this is the way I looked at Jari. Jari was a tone setter. You know, I, you know every team kind of needs one or two of these guys that you knew, whatever it was, like during a tough practice or maybe it was a tough joint. I, I can remember a tough joint practice we had with the Houston Texans one time back in maybe it was 09, 11, something like that. And, man, it's getting chippy and it's getting really physical and something happens and punches start getting thrown. And I'm telling you, Jari – Jari looked like a man amongst boys in, in this in this in this fray, and it was one of those things where I think all of us kind of looked at each other and we were like, "Man, I'm glad that dude is on our team," <laughs> you know. And like he was, like he was just one of those guys. I I see, like highly intelligent, like high, you know, you, you kind of walk around the facility, have his glasses on, you know, like but just this behemoth of a human being you know and then he'd get the pads on and just get his hands on people and you're like my goodness like this guy this guy's something special so man he was an he was a great leader he was a great teammate he was so dependable so reliable he played through all kinds of injuries and he just always wanted to be there for his teammates he was everything you'd ever want um i i can't think of a better candidate for for pro football hall of fame than him based on his career and everything he meant to the Saints, and for that matter, any place he's ever been. Drew, uh, before we let you go, give us a pick for the Super Bowl. It's it, it, Don't pick against Mahomes. Yeah. No, Come on. I tell it, it, it to Abear, no, but you don't want to believe me. Is it like a picking game? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's kind of. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, the the, the uh, Chiefs have the advantage, no, no, no doubt. Because the quarterback um, is that what you maybe the defense and the quarterback? No, I, I, th- I think the def- I, I think the defense, the way the defense is playing right now, I, I think they're playing better. Okay. Uh, I think, and, and, and I and I don't I don't think the Niners secondary is, is is the strength of that D. You know the the strength of that D is is their ability to get after you with a four man pass rush. Um, their linebacker core is good, but but I think their 
I think I think their weakness is in the secondary, right? Um, I just know this: if I'm if I'm playing against the Chiefs, I'm, I'm taking away Travis Kelsey. Just just don't. Yes, don't, don't let him beat him. you, just right? Don't, just don't <laughs> don't. I mean, this is like this is like number one rule of football: don't let the other team's best player beat you. And, and that's the one guy you can control. You can't necessarily control everything about Mahomes, right? I mean, you can try to keep him in the pocket, but man, he'll kill you from the pocket too. But, man, get, like, get, try to get after Mahomes with your four-man rush. Like, do not let Kelsey get a free release in the defense. You have to take him away. Make, make those other guys beat you, right? Now, look, Pacheco will run it down your throat if you're not – so you got to – I think you're going to have to stack the box. I think you're going to have to stop the run. You have to keep Mahomes in the pocket. But don't let Kelsey beat you. Right? Like, that's your only chance. And then, you know, the one thing I say about San Fran, though, is, I mean, look, this is a team that even though they haven't won one, they've been to four of the last five conference championship games. Yep. Right? I mean, they're no slouch. Like, they're used to winning. They're used to playing a high level. Um, they're going to have to play a pretty flawless game, though. You well, know, like, yeah. Now, dude, I think, like, okay, I don't know. I'll never ask you this, uh, but, but but I think uh, you'd be a Brock Purdy fan. And okay, l- look where. Okay, uh, you know who's the first round draft pick or not? You look where you were drafted. You look where Tom Brady was drafted. But uh, you and Tom Brady wasn't Mister Irrelevant. Well, Brock Purdy is relevant. I mean, with Brock Purdy and his uh, swagger. I mean, uh, how can you not be uh, people just hating on Brock Purdy because he's Mr. Irrelevant, I think. Oh, well, no, uh, they don't want to give him credit. I mean, to me, I love Brock Purdy and what he's done. Uh, You know, inclement weather. Uh, Maybe uh, he didn't throw a wet ball like he needed to, but the last drive. And then how he made plays with his feet. I mean, how can you not like uh, Brock Purdy? Drew, I I think because you appreciate toughness, and the swagger and how you lead a team. I know you got to be a Brock Purdy fan. No, I am absolutely. Um, I I also saw somebody sent me a video the other day where he was saying he he you know he he kind of looked up to me and modeled a lot of his game after me and that kind of stuff. So obviously that's flattering too. You know he he's he's definitely in that six foot six foot and under club. You know that, that, right. that I always talk about. But look, look here's what I love. Brock Purdy started forty seven games in college. Right, played at Iowa State. Most of the time, when they stepped on the field, they were the underdog. Right, so here's a guy who probably he had to play with a chip on his shoulder. I know the feeling, right? Going to Purdue, right? nobody thinks you're going to win. Nobody thinks you're going to do anything. You're six foot. Everybody's selling you short, and you got to go out and prove it. You got to go out and prove it every day. So, man, that does something to you. That does something to your psyche, and it it it, it toughens you. Um, and 47 starts in college. The guy has a ton of experience. Right, so that's why it looked like when he stepped in into the lineup last year, that it looked like he belonged, right? I mean, he was used to being in big moments, used to playing over his head, right? And, and man, he now, does he have a good team around him? Yes, he does. Right. QB's best friend, great defense, great run game. They, they got that, right? So that helps. But I think the best thing that happened to Brock Purdy this year was when they – remember they lost three games in a row? Like, they lost to Cleveland. They yep. lost to – you know, they, they lost three games that, you know, arguably maybe they shouldn't have lost. But nonetheless – I think every every team, every every person in their career, especially especially if it happens early on, you got to have that happen, right? Where all of a sudden you get challenged, you know, maybe people start talking bad about you. Maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. This and that. You got to you got to fight through that. You got to work through that. You got to come out better on the other side. And then it's well, man, he's got to show us that he can win a close one, right? In a, in a in a critical situation. Well, they've just done that two weeks in a row, right? In the playoffs. Yep. Uh, in, in in a tough situation, overcome a lot. So and honestly. 
this last game, Brock Purdy won that game with his legs. Right. Like, no, nobody ever talks about that, but he had three scrambles. There were there were lights out in that game, and not like accidental. You could tell as he dropped back, all of a sudden pocket collapses or he steps up. I could see him working through the progression, and he knew that man that this is what I need to do. And he's not sliding at the end of that either. Like he's head down. I'm getting every inch that I can, right. man. This is live or die. You know what I'm saying? So like it just let me know his awareness of the situation. And so again, that's just a, a a growth moment for a young player. So I think. Man, you got the Kyle Shanahan has just been knocking on the door so often. You're like, man, is, is it his time, right? Like he's he's got this team poised and ready for this this position, and and they're going to come into this as the underdog, and and rarely do they come into anything as the underdog, right? And they fought through a ton of adversity this year, so that's why I kind of think, ah, you know what? Is it is it their time? Drew, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate your time. And again, tomorrow, and I never thought I'd live long enough to explain what a small slider is, but somebody's asked about it. It's a smaller version of a hamburger. Now, you get a lot of meat on that small sliders hamburger, but a small sliders on the corner of Vets and Clearview and Metairie, uh, cheeseburger sliders, the crispy fries, great shakes and drinks. And so, man, you're a big part of that. Hey, come come see us. All come right. see us. Yeah, come see the great Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got yeah, they got, they got to get a traffic cop. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can get Bobby out there, Drew. Maybe we can get him out there. No, to, I'm going to I'm, I'm be in that line with the public, and Drew's going to say, what, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, I want to get a damn slider. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. All right, All right Drew. Guys, you All righty. That was Drew Brees. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.